1: You're listening to Comedy Central. Black History Month. Let's end strong. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Now hiring. A Catholic priest has resigned after a church investigation found he performed invalid baptisms for more than 20 years in Phoenix. Damn. Damn. Now, this is some semantical bullshit right here, Jacqueline, but you a stickler for verbiage, so I know you are gonna support the Catholic Church in
3: this. Mm, I don't know. Father
1: Andres Aragno, 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 whatever. Father Andres (laughs) performed (laughs) thousands of baptisms and Uh he said, quote, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But what he should have said was, I baptize you in the name of the father son and the holy spirit and as a result the baptisms have been marked invalid by the catholic church and the catholic diocese has set up a website for anyone who believes they had an invalid baptism father andres has resigned
3: wait a minute
4: oh wow
3: i've been baptized i don't remember anything they said all i was worried about was my hair (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I just love
1: that one word is the tiebreaker and whether or not you get the can you imagine getting to heaven and like yeah, your paperwork ain't straight, please.
4: <laughs> yeah. uh, we call the registrar, bro. It seems uh you're about three credits short and uh
1: Father Andre said in a statement, quote I too am sincerely sorry that this error resulted in disruption, in disruption to the sacramental lives of a number of the faithful. I pledge to take every Damn. step necessary to remedy the situation. Why is he apologizing like he said, nigga? It's like, right. Like I was about to say, just like he said the N word during a sermon, <laughs> sermon or something. Like, what the hell? I don't understand. Nigga, I baptized the, you with name what, of the li-
4: father of the Son. <laughs> Would nigga invalidate the baptism? <laughs> That's the bigger <laughs> question. <laughs> like, does that does that invalidate the baptism too? Could <laughs> I baptized this nigga in the name of you the Father, oh. oh, oh, I can't God. do that. <laughs>
1: name is Roy. This is My Job there. Black History Month coming to an end. It's been a good one. She is the white blood cells that keeps this show pure oh. and on the right track since so we're talking a little bit about Jesus off the top. JG, joining us from
4: Parts Unknown. How you doing today? I'm good.
3: I'm in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Go ahead.
1: Like I said, parts unknown.
4: We, we don't know. Parts It's after dark. You don't come out the house in Mississippi. Like, you better stay where you We're Working is. on a
1: lot of projects in Mississippi. Third, how's the Black History Month wrap up? Are your kids at that age at third where you got to show up to? Do they do Black History Month programs still?
4: Bruh, they're, they're still worried about Black History stereotypes around my way before they even get to celebrating the month. So, no, it, we send my kids to school and they're just a bit too black for the average teacher. What
3: about critical <laughs> you know what race saying? theory? Like, Do they teach it there?
4: Um, we teach it at okay. home <laughs> and we just send our kids up. And what, what they call critical, what people call critical race theory is good old just teaching them about being black. It, it ain't nothing deep. It's just, you know, we, we <laughs> teach them things so that when teachers approach them in school and ask them questions, my kids have very black and correct answers. <laughs> Now, I'm proud to say both of my kids have gotten, I won't go say in trouble, but let's just say that I'm proud that both of my kids have gotten their principal's attention for their blackness. Mm-hmm. I'm very proud of them for that. That's fair. Yes. Very That's proud. Very, fair. very proud. Now, just
1: make sure that you don't get the principal's attention for your blackness. Oh my
4: gosh. Too late. You behave. So Too late. Too late. Too late. Too late, bro. I already told a black teacher at her, school, her high school, like, you know you're the only black person they got, right? Like, you, you're the only entrance <laughs> to blackness. Wow. That these kids... Look around you. There ain't no more black people. It's just, just you. It. So, I need you to represent. They don't like me at the school oh. either. It's fine. I'm, I'm good.
1: Uh, <laughs> Good show today. We're going to bring home Black History Month with a couple of white men. Wait a minute. That. We got a couple of white allies that's going to call into the show today. White people doing good stuff for black folks. And, now uh, you know, we're going... We're going to uplift these marginalized white men. As you know, the white man is under attack. What? We need to, we need to make sure he's
4: appreciated. I couldn't, I couldn't even let that one ride. I'm trying. Yeah,
1: so black mental health awareness and also a white person that's doing something with regards to reparations. Um, but now it's time for Cody's Most Outstanding Employee of the Week. I want to bring on real quick our wonderful book of Hayat. Hayat. Uh, peruse this the Royce job fair at gmail.com website and don't go googling her you can't find her she's a motherfucking ghost online ghost, uh, ghost, ghost, ghost but ghost. she found this email JG you know you are loved in these streets and I don't mean that in a perverted way like mm-hmm. uh, but what's this email he got what's this email somebody talking freaky to Jacqueline
3: no I think he was pretty PG this was a, a fan mail letter that recently came in he says he's a real big fan of the show and every time he listens to it, he feels much better. So he shouted out Roy, Rod, and Third. So Sweet. it wasn't just Jacqueline, but this Wait, part what? is the funny part.
1: Okay, read it to me. What's his name? What's this person's name? Cornelius. Cornelius, the... all right. That's an employed name right there. You know, he got a job, okay.
3: <laughs> Jacqueline, I love hearing your point of view as you represent the innocent and innocent at heart. Jaclyn, you sound extremely sexy. And the few YouTube videos that I see with you prove that you are.
2: And, end scene.
4: Cornelius. He said the few YouTube videos that he see of yeah, you. Yeah, that's a couple of job fair minute. snippets. Thank you, Cornelius,
3: number one. But why are you laughing so hard, Roy? <clears throat> I'm not oh, okay.
4: laughing
1: at you. I'm just laughing at the turn oh. in the email because he's like, Roy, Ralph, Narada, I like you. <laughs> Jacqueline, girl, god damn. Them motherfucking jeans. You was looking thick than a bitch on YouTube. I was looking at
4: ju- It was Aww. a straight intro to a Boys and Men <laughs> song, wasn't it? Total
5: shift. Girl,
4: you <laughs> know you sexy. That was sweet. I listened really. to the show just to hear your voice, Jacqueline. Oh. Well, As I grabbed my Vaseline and Put on Wednesday, Camellia's Jacqueline oh, can I be yours for the low, low
1: no, price Cornelius. of a piece of catfish.
4: So just mm. make sure it's deep fried, fried hard absolutely. with mustard. <laughs> See? Go ahead and say See? it, Rob. Bone
6: yeah. in.
1: <laughs> so, you know what? Mm-hmm. For that, Jacqueline. For making sure that the men appreciate, and you really are the innocents. You really are. You represent so a part of our listenership who still believes in the church, who got baptized the right way. Not one of these janky, hmm. we bless you in the name of it. you got the I baptize you in the name. You got
0: the real the baptism <laughs> for
1: that. JG, you really are
0: Cody's most outstanding employee of the week. That's you awesome. do a
1: lot. I don't tell you thank you enough. I, I try to, but, you know, I try to, like, uh, you know, once third came on board, I didn't want to, like, you know, like give <laughs> like, him him. All right. Let's get into <laughs> Worst and First. Job Fair at gmail.com if you want to be a part of the program. Real quick, JG. Starting to thaw out out there, mm. you know, a little warmer. And what happens when things are warm? People wear less. They show more skin. Sackleson State. Spring registration started. (laughs) Sackleton State, the only community college for good-looking people, and here's the thing. There's a lot of people in the winter who are able to hide their ugly. Scarves, big puffy coats. What? You know, Mm. you can hide a lot of imperfections that would you know, keep you from enrolling in Sackleton State. But Sackleton State is willing to extend enrollment in the spring to people who are a seven or less if you agree to still wear winter clothing during the spring visit them online Sacklesonstate.edu.org. jg who do we have on the line for worse and first
3: <laughs> we have brian and he don't comment
1: nah, uh, don't don't <laughs> that, that is a sponsor Sackleson <laughs> state paid it it I is a college so many for questions. people Disrespectful. who look good Disrespectful. but every now and then they let ugly
3: people take a couple classes Okay, we have Brian, and he's at the <laughs> big box garden store, and he wants to tell Rod and all of us about love.
2: My first job was at the, the garden center, uh, one of the big box stores. You know, I was a, a customer okay. service associate. We had a customer who certainly went about his business this day. He, uh, he came in the store uh, absolutely irate, furious, confronting anyone that he could see wearing the attire of this uh, Company. I don't want to say red vest or or orange apron, but you can you can imagine. Uh huh. I get it. Uh, (laughs) it. All right, all right. And and we're trying to figure out what's going on. He goes, "Your plant gave me a rash," and we're like, "I'm, I'm sorry. Like, what, what are you talking about? What, what plant did you buy?" He goes, "Oh, I didn't buy any plant." And then he proceeds to storm out of there. (laughs) We go to the security, to the loss prevention team, for those that know, and we rewind the security plates and this man had been coming into the store and rubbing his private parts onto the plants. Oh no. Are you serious? Exposing himself (laughs) to leaves and fruits and pine trees and everything. I guess that (laughs) was what he wanted to do. And when it didn't go his way, When he contracted uh, gonorrhea via photosynthesis, he uh, (laughs) was absolutely furious with us for apparently not warning him correctly uh, before he exposed himself to the plants that this could be a a possible situation. So that was my... Can't be wrong, (laughs) dog, and
5: Mother Gaia, man. It's some some
2: dangerous stuff out here. I had one day of training. Uh, Most of that was being forklift certified. (laughs) (laughs) Of course,
3: of course.
1: Like, see, this is why, like, I don't know. I One time I saw my girl give our son an apple that hadn't been washed. <laughs> and this is the shit that goes through my head. <laughs> when, like, like, anytime I eat unwashed produce, I'm just like, somebody's dick, somebody <laughs> put a dick on it. Uh, why would you And, and I am looked it's at... It's <laughs> see, not a zero percent chance, that's all I'm saying. You act like I'm being outlandish and you act like, see Jacqueline, you, you, you think I'm just conjuring some scenario <laughs> out the air. No, this is proof. People are in the stores and they're pulling their dick out and they touching shit with their dick. But you
3: clean your fruit it's before be- you eat it.
1: God, it wasn't you gotta double clean it. Can, you know dick. Can Jones, you really clean that off though? Oh, yeah, thank you.
2: Thank you, Brian. Yeah, you can't Th- you can't clean that, that image that, out of your that mind. That's, that's the soul. That dirt is the soul. Like <laughs> right. if I
5: watch somebody rub their mm. balls on a plum, you couldn't wash it enough to get me to it. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't eat I wouldn't eat other plums <laughs> right. for too much. Right.
4: I don't think I go back to that store for plums, like ever in life. I just know. <laughs>
5: Oh my God. You got to bleach your damn fruit. There's some freaks out here.
4: <laughs> you, look, you go all the way across town just for plums? Hey, look, man, it's a long story. Leave me
6: alone.
4: You go going way across town for these plums. So, Brian, Roy, nah. what
3: happened next? Go ahead, Roy. What?
2: Yeah, what do y'all you, do? You don't tend to advertise that? Uh, you, you Did just, you throw um, the I plants out? That, no, that plant was sold. This is, a, this is a business. That plant was sold for full value. With uh, somebody's
5: nut dust on them. <laughs>
2: <laughs> if anything, he was the one that left with something on him, right? Yeah, I think he was yes. more of the victim. Now you know. That just buy
5: seeds, okay? Start your fucking, <laughs> start your garden from the ground up. Don't, don't plant nothing but seeds.
2: I will say, in life, before you work retail and food service, you see the world one way, and then afterwards, you see it a whole other way. You realize that there are people out there who come into the stores just to make your day worse? Then they show up and they—they're and only there to just cause havoc in your mm. your little world. And you're out there making minimum wage, being like, "We did not train for this." But
5: I, how do you how tell d- that to a doctor? <laughs> like, <laughs> like you like like you gotta go get seen, and you, you gotta go to you gotta you be go like to your
1: doctor, doctor. Like,
5: what happened? Um, so have you ever seen the chrysanthemum they sexy right so oh i was gosh. down at a big box garden center and i was having my way with some chrysanthemums and uh got this rash <laughs> right thank you so thank much you, brian. for calling brian i'm in.
2: so confused uh, we
1: appreciate
5: wow. you i
2: haven't listening. missed an episode i'm oh. an absolute huge fan roy oh, I, i've followed you since the first day in the daily show oh. Seen every special. I, I even listened to you when you were on this day in esoteric political history because
1: uh, oh, I'm just you're an, digging I'm in the crates.
2: I'm oh, just wow. I'm an incredible fan of all of you. You make you make every every week better. Thank you, thank you all so much. Thank you. Have a great day. Well, thank you, thank you, bro. Thank you so thank you, much. Man. Have a good said, Brian. Oh,
5: thank you, Brian. That's, that's, that's That might be, and and it says a lot because I've, I've been I've been out there. That might be the freakiest shit I ever heard in my life, man. Really? Because, like, wait, you're blown away by something? Like, you know how much of a freak you gotta be not to just be going in public and rubbing your genitals on plants in a store, but to come back and file a complaint. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and they took the plant back.
1: That's the best part of the story. <sighs> Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, job fair. We'll be right back.
6: Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee.
1: It is a Black History Month. Black History. Every month is Black History. Black History is not reserved for those single month. I'm Martin Luther King. Welcome back to my podcast. (laughs) Have you downloaded any books on Audible? Reverend Ralph Abner. Reverend Ralph. Reverend. I want to (laughs) talk I want to talk to our civil rights soldiers for a minute about Casper mattresses. When I was in that Birmingham jail, laying down, all I could think about was how I would need a better night. speech. <laughs> he
3: was not laying down, he was writing I his am speech. Going,
1: <laughs> I am going to do a full, ep- next Black History Month, uh-huh. I'm call- I'm doing Martin Luther King's job fair, it's gonna be a full episode. Son,
4: from I just thought, set it, yo, 1962. it has to be a, oh. it's gotta be an animated cartoon, B. It's gotta be the cartoon. Oh, that will be so perfect. It's gotta be a cartoon, that will be perfect. Oh.
1: We got two white allies standing by. We in the Black History Month talking to two white men that's trying to help black folks do some shit. Yes. Uh, but before we do that, this is the part of the show where we try to help you be a better coworker with our resident mm. black people, white people ologist. This man has a degree in pimpnology. And um if you ever looking for him, ladies, just sprinkle a little bit of Evans Williams on. A pair of your panties and run them up a flagpole and no. stand down win and wait patiently. No. Mm, and he will appear. Patiently. His mama named him Murado. We call him Rod for short. Rod,
5: how you doing today, brother? What's going down, man? I'm 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 feeling good. It's been a nice day.
1: Did you see this um, this thing with the Catholic priest where he was saying we baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, instead of saying I baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit? Yeah. And as a result, the Catholic Church <laughs> is thrown out like twenty years worth of
5: baptism, and that's hilarious. I didn't. Know, that's, that's like what happens when right? they find out a prosecutor's dirty or a cop, and they have to mm. vacate all their convictions.
1: <laughs> <laughs> My question is. How how do you find all the people he baptized? What's the record keeping like? Do you do one of the mesothelioma commercials?
5: <laughs>
4: <laughs> Have you been affected by this bad pastor? You were baptized 1-800. by
5: Father James. You might be entitled to compensation. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. The Catholic Church takes this kind of shit very seriously. So yeah, they got it on record. Did they go back and watch the tape? Like, do they watch tape after the end of the saying. sermon? Like, like, like Not athletes do. Footage. Just bring him in on Monday morning, and <laughs> go over the last you sermon. like the way you dipped him. You dipped him. You, you, you didn't dip him at the right angle. <laughs> yeah, go. With the, hey, when they be, you ever saw them dip the babies? They be battering them motherfuckers like fish in a mm-hmm. fucking paper bag.
1: All right, Rod, give it to us. Let's. I'll let you kick it off, but give these white people and black people something they can talk to their coworkers of the opposite race on this week
5: white people uh something you can talk about with your black co-workers and something that's really a big psa for black people is uh this past valentine's day during black history month uh there were a lot of brothers in the atlanta area that got in trouble for their lack of of giving their women flowers and it wasn't their fault uh offset the husband of cardi b uh, if you don't know, Offset is uh, a Migos. part of the trio. He's in uh, a, what's, what's the name of his group? The Migos. The Migos, that's right, he's in the Migos. And uh, Migos. Mama. apparently Offset spent $500,000 on roses for his wife what? to load her their mansion up with rose petals and flowers, causing a complete rose shortage in the city of Atlanta. So a uh, there's a lot of ladies out there who might have been upset with their men for not getting flowers. And ladies, it's not their fault. Offset just went way overboard because he cheated a while back and he's still making uh, up for her.
4: Okay. That's doing the most dot com, man. That ain't right. Jacqueline, that ain't right
1: you are the flower recipient arm of this acoustical radio presentation. Does 12 roses versus a house full of roses, does that say something more
5: to you?
3: Nope. Especially because you can't write that off.
5: I mean, it looks good. It's, it's a spectacle. But it, it caused a lot of brothers to get into the doghouse in atlanta know, this shit all feels like a capitalistic circle jerk where
1: like the valentine industry is run by florists who need the valentine industry in <laughs> order to thrive like, like floor like valentine's and funerals that you know what you need to get this dead body a lot of flowers mm-hmm. like,
5: do i though mm. And see, I'm i mean that's true how many times do me. you go to a florist outside of valentine's day <laughs> Hey,
1: I love them. Oh shit, they died. (laughs) Funerals, funerals.
5: Like that's it.
3: Wait a minute. All of you all are men. You don't send women roses and flowers. I'm very confused by that.
1: If I had, if I had that type of money, even if I had that type of money, I don't think I would do a half a million dollars worth of roses.
3: That's silly
4: uh no, I send you twenty dollars worth of edible arrangements for. I'm so sending funny. you like five hundred thousand dollars. Twenty dollars, you gonna
3: have to deliver that yourself. They don't deliver on twenty dollars. You got to pick that up yourself. Man, you got
1: to come eighty minimum.
4: You you don't have my Groupon app, do you? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you ain't got my Groupon.
1: The problem with giving a gift of that magnitude is that you've set the bar for next Valentine's Day for yourself too high, and you have nowhere to ascend
4: to. Well,
3: maybe he won't cheat. That's the one
1: thing that's the one thing i'll give ain't shit men they keep the bar low (laughs) and it's fiscally efficient to be an ain't shit motherfucker and treat women bad because all you have to do is just like text her on valentine's she would be like oh my god he's changing i
4: was i'm talking as greasy i'm talking hella greasy but when i did work in the office i will say that was one of the few times a year that i did do the right thing on valentine's day if i'm working on valentine's day i was one of those guys that would go and get carnations and pass them out to all the women in the office and stuff on valentine's day because i thought that was a nice thing you was
5: being a a dirt bag, and i ain't mad at it
4: (laughs) in my early career yes rod i was absolutely being a dirtbag yes that's fair you (laughs) was doing that so you had all 36 women in that
5: office ready to fuck and i mean i I ain't mad at your lifestyle That's genius. <laughs> That's ge- I've been there. I've been there. I know that game. <laughs> Are you a flower that, purchaser, Rod?
1: Do you do that? Um, No, flowers-
5: I don't. Um, I don't like to give typical gifts. I'm really good at gift giving. I don't mean that to sound boisterous. What did,
1: what did you do for Valentine's? We didn't even get a chance to talk about that. I know we said that...
5: Yeah,
4: we did. Well, we
1: talked... In the relationship fair, we talked about how the the married women don't fuck with you on the 14th, but on the 15th, y'all went out, right? So what, what went down? That's... We ain't checked in mm. on the 15th of February.
5: Oh, they, they, they all uh, got a nice little, little gift, you know, specific to them. Like I said, I'm good at giving gifts. So I did some nice things for a handful of ladies and uh, it was beautiful. They cried. <laughs>
7: <It was nice. laughs>
3: cried, whatever
5: he cried i'm save. the other nigga i ain't That's got to slip. give him shit they were very touched okay.
1: <laughs> let's flip it up right
5: let's flip it up man um black people once again with white people uh we're talking about dogs but very scary dogs um uh, we might have a mutant on the loose in the state of Pennsylvania right now. Um, okay. In January, a woman found a dog outside of her house that was uh, looked terrible, no hair on it, in very bad shape. She didn't know if it was a dog or a coyote, but she took it to a wildlife rehab in Mount Pleasant, and uh, they caged it, did some DNA tests, and the DNA test came back. It is a coyote. But oh. the problem is, it escaped long before the DNA test came back. Uh, they found the cage destroyed, oh. and the wall scratched up, and a window ate up and tore open. So, yeah. <laughs> a mangy coyote destroyed a cage and escaped is the hardest coyote for ever. the jail escaped from a, a oh, rehab. Wow. And that's that's terrifying. So, all white people in Pennsylvania, please be on the lookout for the coyote from hell. Oh
3: my gosh.
5: If you found an animal outside your house and you were like, I don't know what that is, would you do anything other than just go back inside?
1: I'd call You somebody. gotta leave that thing <laughs>
5: No.
4: <alone>. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you gotta leave that thing alone. I'm gonna speak from a uh, personal experience to tell you that while I would take my black ass back in the house, my New Jersey ass family would go outside with a stick no. and poke the damn animal <laughs> in the backyard. <laughs> Awesome, well, there is a there's a bobcat of some type in our backyard and we heard it one night and we didn't go back there and then two days later uh my wife went in the backyard to go check the shed and there was like a leg of a oh. deer, like that had been separated <laughs> like clearly like by just force. Just the leg in the backyard. Leg <laughs> like, just the leg. Like I was like, Yo, this is vicious. I'm not coming back here until spring. You kiss my ass. You sent I ain't your going wife back out, out there. So okay. I'm, I'm Whoa whoa whoa, whoa 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 see that is a mistake of a single woman let me explain this to you i don't send my wife anywhere all right there's no sending my wife anywhere do not make that mistake i ain't sending her nowhere she goes it's her choice like yo real smooth too right yeah mm-hmm there ain't no sending of my wife nowhere. She she goes where she want to go, and I just stand back and, and wait till she tells me to come and pick her up from wherever she's at. Not go back there. Cause some a mal- mal- malady.
5: Ain't no way. This
1: podcast mm-hmm. is Uncle Rod's Story Corner. You can download it wherever you
5: download this fine program. Rod. Oh, before we go, Mm-mm. um, something very important to get to. I think uh, it's very necessary for the show. Jacqueline has something she'd like to say here.
3: Jacqueline? No, no.
5: No, no. According to Jacqueline's grandmother, she Ralph, has something inter- to Ralph. say. Uh, Jacqueline on a recent episode, Jacqueline told me to shut up, and her grandmother did not like that. And she told Jacqueline to apologize to me. <laughs> Yes, and Jacqueline thought that she could just say it to me on the phone. But no, grandmother, we know exactly what her grandmother Mm -hmm. meant. Her grandmother wants her to apologize Mm -hmm. in the same place she was Mm -hmm. rude to me. Mm -hmm. She was rude to me in public. Grandma wants her to apologize in public. So,
4: Jacqueline. (laughs) Her grandma, her grandmama, her grandmama. Look, get this right, right? So, I don't know, just for comparison sake, like, wouldn't this be like when Jacqueline called Roy's mama and snitches mm-hmm. on Roy? Like, isn't this the kind of the equivalent here we of what's
1: going on? I, I don't know. Jacqueline's weakness.
5: Her grandmother listens mm. to the show. She heard her be rude to me and would like her to apologize. Mm. So, Jacqueline, unless you want to get a whooping.
6: <laughs>
5: a whooping ride. A
6: whooping.
4: It sounds to me like we might need... Gr- we might need Grandma on the show. And pick we might have to have Grandma switch. to come on.
3: Rod, I apologize for telling you to shut
5: up. I really appreciate that. Thank you very much. Shout out to your Grandma.
1: His his podcast is Uncle Rod's Story Corner. Rod, we'll talk to you next week, brother. Bless up. <coughs> That's up. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I apologize to him on the phone, but he had to bring that here.
1: Scam of the week time. <laughs> I'm a, Listen, I'm going to let you sit over there and grit your teeth. We going to jump in with this brother with the college bookstore scam real quick here. Let's, scam of the week time. It's where we invite you to come on and tell us about that time. You was at work and almost got yourself sent to jail or, uh, Maybe you went to jail. Maybe you're still in jail. Brandon, welcome to the job fair. How
7: you doing? Good. Thanks for having me on, guys. I'm really, uh, it's an honor.
1: (laughs) Now, thank you for listening to us. I'm I'm honored that you reached out to us. Um, Before we get into your scam, I do want to talk a little bit. I want to talk a little bit about what you do, because you have chosen. You've chosen a world which is like helping people in mental health, if I'm not mistaken, if I'm stop Mm -hmm. me, if I'm from wrong so far, and making sure that people are handling their mental illnesses and managing them as well they can using various techniques that you've been taught at institutes, far more illustrious than any degree I have. But why women? Why women and children? Why did you choose to specifically delve into those waters with regards to this issue?
7: I was very privileged growing up in a lot of ways, but you know, I also experienced a lot of instability, uh, rejection, family drama. So a lot of the kids that I work with have experienced, you know, a lot of events that, that I'm, you know, I can empathize with, and that that is really yeah. valuable for me to gain their trust and, and engage in treatment with me. So, you know, that's my background with kids, with with women. So my father's an OBGYN, my mother was a m- midwife, so I guess there's some type of predestiny with that. But um, growing up, you know, my guy friends think automatically, oh, your dad has the best job. Like, he just gets to look at vagina all day and get it's, it's older. Yeah, um, I
1: used to think that. But then I was like, "Yeah, eh, I, don't, I don't know. It's you know, not as a hit or miss. Yeah. yeah. We'll ask yeah. Rod later. Yeah, Brandon, speak to a little bit about the racial disparities when it comes to assuming that something is wrong with people of color Versus white patients who are evaluated by the same healthcare professionals.
7: Yeah, so I mean, you know, there's actually this really good book. Um, it's called Medical Apartheid. I forget who wrote it, but um, in mental health specifically, um, black folks are more likely to get a diagnosis of a psychotic disorder like schizophrenia. Um, and for years, they were it was it was being significantly overdiagnosed, especially in minority populations. White folks who show up with the same presentation are more likely to be diagnosed with a mood disorder like bipolar disorder or de- or depression. And all of these illnesses can be debilitating, but schizophrenia in particular is a very stigmatizing illness. And it's really hard, once you get labeled a certain disorder um, and it's in your medical chart, it's hard, even if you know I write up, no, this person does not have bipolar disorder, this person does not have schizophrenia, People in medicine are lazy when they write notes. It carries forward and people just get mislabeled. Um, And then that's your scarlet letter that you always have to write much,
1: which frustrates you even more, which makes people go, you need to calm down. Here's more meds.
7: Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Um, So having that diagnosis of conduct disorder as a kid can be devastating to a kid's ability to pursue education a career or and and then obviously can have repercussions in the legal system if they show up in court with a diagnosis of conduct disorder they're a quote bad kid whereas if they're depressed and anxious you know they might be given a chance to seek mental health not not to excuse criminal behavior for for mental health i think that 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 also happens a lot in our society Um, but
1: it affects how the rehabilitation is adjudicated exactly that makes perfect sense Big words, yeah. big words. Because I've been arrested. You, you before,
4: know, I know these words. I ain't, I ain't mad at you. It <laughs> might have been that little school in Florida you went to too. Uh, look, Brandon, I, I you you hit a couple of things, man, that that were pretty dope. Um, but I wanted I want to question a quick question about the schizophrenia thing. And and I've had family members who were misdiagnosed with schizophrenia. But then just the other day, and I am not making this up. There was a commercial on TV for drugs. You know how they have the drug commercial now? Because, like, you know, it's real drugs. And there were two girls in the commercial, and they were, like, at a bus stop. And they are like, oh, you take the same schizophrenia medicine that I do. And my first thought was like, holy shit, the schizophrenia shit is so big now. They got drug commercials that come on channels. Like, like, that shit's crazy to me. Because, like, when you really, like, is it that widespread now? Is it... That many people getting diagnosed with schizophrenia, like I know mental health is real, but like, yeah, is it that widespread? So
7: schizophrenia in like the population is 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 about one percent of the population. That's the estimates Um, like and and whether or not how accurate that is, you know, maybe it's a couple, you know, percentage points lower or higher. It's the
4: same one. Is just the same one percent that's really rich too? Like, is that, is there a correlation yeah, oh between God, that? Um, okay, I'm just checking, but no, don't worry
7: about me, Brandon, go ahead. Okay, no, it's all good. No, um, <laughs> well, I mean, to be, yeah, to be to, to be frank, I think we have this, this, uh, and this is just society in general, is we throw out terms all the time that, you know, are, you know, pathological diagnosis, but we just kind of have incorporated into our you know, language like, oh, like I was really cranky the other day, like, oh, yeah, you were acting so bipolar or, you know, my OCD acted up Mm. Um, or, yeah, Mm. I can't pay attention because I have ADHD when people have never really been actually given a a clinical diagnosis. Mm. Um, And, you know, so I think that some of that has kind of creeped into our our language. There's also kind of this movement on TikTok. And there's and and there are some good pages on on social media for, for mental mental health but some of them are really, really misleading and really dangerous. Uh, because you have people getting labeled with, you know, personality disorders or dissociative identity disorder. That is just, I mean, it just, it's, they're just not, it's not true. And it's really. So, so Brandon, you're
4: saying that people are self-diagnosing themselves when a truth, they're just assholes. Yeah. They, they don't yeah. really have anything
7: yeah. the other And then the other thing is, I say this all the time is like, just because you have a mental health diagnosis, doesn't mean you can't also be an asshole. There's nothing to say that you can't be bipolar and also be an asshole.
1: Be careful, Kanye West will appear in your house like Candyman.
7: <laughs> you say right. that five times. So we yeah, you I definitely have was friend. not thinking of him when I made that comment. But yeah, no, I mean, um, no, we see it all the time, and it makes it difficult sometimes because you know if I'm evaluating a patient and I'm you know trying to decide okay where do I refer them to, you know do I admit them to the hospital? You know, if it's because they have uncontrolled mental illness, then it might be a good idea. But if they're just being an asshole, and this is like chronic behavior that they always engage in, um, admitting them to a hospital is not going to help them. And, you know, in the past, people, you know, the magic words were, wrong. Oh, I'm suicidal. Um, please admit me. And, and you know, that doesn't—we try to be more diligent with our resources now because, unfortunately, they're so limited. Um, there we go. You know. The book is
1: Medical Apartheid by Harriet yep. A. Washington.
7: Yeah. Uh, all right, Brandon,
1: we got to get to why you came on the show, man. Give me this. Give me this scam. Now, you know, uh, down South Georgia girl slipped me a few notes here about it. She said that uh, you was uh, pimping them, them books in the bookstore um, down there, man. Run it. Look, first off, if you stole from a bookstore, I respect it because they are some of the biggest fucking crooks. They are right up there Thieves. with the funeral home industry. Give us this bookstore I, scam, brother. Probably
7: around sophomore year I figured out that I went through kind of a a, a kleptomania phase, but um, oh, as did I. a little bit. But, oh let me but, tell yeah, you college as wild. Was, um, he was killing them at dillard's boy. Shit. Son. Sophomore year. <laughs> sophomore year I determined that our bookstore didn't have like any censors. And they had two old white ladies Walking around the bookstore, not paying attention, and they just had those mirrors, you know, up in the corner of a room. Bubble mirrors. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're useless. Station joints. So I was like, "Fuck it! I don't want to pay for my I don't want to pay for my book." So I wouldn't. I didn't pay for my book. Probably sophomore, junior into senior year. So. Wait, you did this every year. semester? Yeah. Fifteen
1: yeah. credit hours a semester. You're just going yeah. in.
7: Yeah, hey. and I was pre med. I was pre med. So think about all those chemistry, physics, thick ass so many trips.
1: Ooh. Are you doing this in one swoop? Or are you going in like two, three times? Um,
7: I life? would go. I would go in probably like two or three trips. At this point, ballpark, top
1: to bottom. How much did y'all walk with once y'all graduated? Once you got out the book racket,
7: how much money? You oh to touch? Um, I want to say at least five grand, not each, yeah. probably total, but like for you know the amount of man hours that i put in doing it it wasn't like it was pretty you know it was a quick two minute in and then out um two minutes of work with a 5k return overall is not bad so when i was
1: still in clothes and reselling them and i really started sitting down and doing the math on the other side of it i was like if i'd have just added a shift at fucking golden corral i would have Made about the same with less yeah. risk. Like hmm. that's the wild thing about like petty crime, like that, is that it's not profitable. It's not. Gr- it's not. Su- it's not dope money. You're nah. not.
4: Nah, man. It's
1: just nah. you're gonna do. And you why, move differently. Yeah, you can just you can buy man. all the PlayStation games and you can buy sneakers now, but you're not gonna be able to buy a car, chitin, fucking stolen textbooks. Like it's just not gonna fucking work, man. Well, I'm glad you got that straight. Thank you so much for the work that you're doing for marginalized yeah. communities, especially people of color Absolutely. and bringing awareness uh, to mental health. Uh, thank you for being a part of the job fair today. And um, I'll see you at Barnes and Noble. Yeah.
4: And, uh, wink, wink. He, might, he might've got a, uh, he uh, might've got, he might, we might've got another uh, picnic uh, invite too. Can I, can I or I, I like the way that, I like uh, the way Brandy was talking about white people. <laughs> I'm down to give him an invite.
7: I uh, Can I say one last thing? I have yes, actually man. used something I've learned from you guys in my like daily lexicon about the um, the history of marijuana. And now I try to say cannabis more. Yeah. So I learned that from you
8: guys.
7: such so. the
1: life. If we yep. can changed one person, yep. we've done our job. There you that's go. So yep. that's a deep cut. You're talking about the cannabis episode. That's from like yep. last fall or something, man. Yo, yeah. thank you for that, man. Thank you so much. Yeah. And if ever I'm in your city, man, JG will set up the comedy club tickets for you, brother. All right, man, big thank you to that brother. JG, you, you've you worked in higher education. Now, you know the real hustle, and uh, down yeah. South Georgia girl was just mentioning this, is when um, when people, when the professors make their own book, that's the real Mm -hmm. scam Mm -hmm. it is
3: it like it is
1: did you ever do that with any of the classes or were you you seem like more of a syllabus type person just go find the research wherever you can find the information is what you will need for this
3: class i've never sat down long enough to write a book however if i did write that book you can make it mandatory for your class and if that book's 50 bucks or 75 bucks or however much it is, you get a percentage of that. It's a real scam. Damn.
1: I had a black psychology professor at FAMU that was running 250 a book because he had like a PhD yeah. or whatever. And he had mm-hmm. traveled over to Africa and all of that. So whatever, whatever qualifications were needed to write the book, he had them. So yeah. he just wrote a book Yes. and then he taught from his own book and the reason why I hate it, especially for psychology, because so many psychology classes are just agree with the professor or get an F. Okay. And uh-huh. Uh-huh. which is what it shouldn't be. It should be this free flowing thought, whatever. But what I hated mm-hmm. was that we went to buy the book, and the shit was out of stock. And then we go to ask him when it's gonna be some more of your book in. And he goes, well, you should have got there and got the book sooner, <laughs> motherfucker. It's your book. You ain't got none at the crib. You can just bring up here and sell out the trunk. Like, it's your book, but it's out of stock. And I'm going to get an F if I don't have the book by this. We'll see if there's another student you can buy it from on the campus net. Oh, you know, you
4: that's the campus creators. Yeah. yeah, that's thug. That's
3: thug. That was on purpose, Roy. That was on purpose. Because each time you put in for a book and it says out of stock, that shows that bookseller or that publisher that this book is in demand. So guess what? They're going to print more of them. That was by demand. So he
1: shorted the supply to increase the demand to get the bookstore to overorder his own shit.
3: Yep. (laughs) Absolutely.
1: I need to to become a college professor then. After the break. (laughs) (laughs) Alcohol and reparations. We will connect those two dots with our final guest for Black History Month. One more white ally. One more white ally. I don't know if he's an ally. He might, you know, let me just not, let me stop. If you start celebrating (laughs) people in three years, from might be like, that motherfucker was doing evil. Job fair, we'll be right back.
6: Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring
0: At Edu.
1: Job fair. Bringing it home, man. The last break for Black History Month, third. Mm. Mm. The last break. And I think it's time to have a white man on. It's finally time to check in with the other side. So, with us on the phone. I did my, my taping in perfect messenger available now on Paramount plus taped it in Denver at the wonderful, wonderful Gothic theater. And so like for the people don't know how all of these TV shoots and whatever work, you show up as the artist, as the performer, you show up about two hours early and you go through your light cues and you stand out on stage. So the cameraman know which way you're going fucking whatever move and all of that stuff. And I come back backstage. And there is just a basket with liquor in it. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Now, traditionally, baskets are reserved for Easter eggs, chocolates, you know, maybe um, jelly beans, if you will. You know? (laughs) But never three big-ass bottles of alcohol. That was gin. That was (laughs) vodka. And it was something called Aquavit. I, I, we'll ask yeah, you about Aquavit. It in a second hit. So, uh, so J.G. is back there. She goes, these wonderful people, they are out front, and they would like to meet you. And this alcohol goes towards reparations, and they care about people and the environment, and they are a local distillery. And I was like, local? Hell yeah. So joining us from the soon to be renamed but for now we'll just say devil's head distillery the the company formerly known as devil's head adam out there in denver adam welcome aboard the job fair how you doing today
8: i'm doing well thank you for having me
1: adam i'll leave it to you to break down your company is hiring you know this is the part of the show where we kind of break down you know companies that are hiring or job and you know job opportunities so i want to speak specifically to the roles that your company is hiring for, but also this concept of being a distiller and how you got into that, because that may, you know, it may be some crumbs, some nuggets of knowledge from that as well. Oh yeah, that I think our listeners could take as a goal in life. Mm. When do you look at yourself in the mirror and go, you know what? I want to get people fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I want to get people drunk. Oh. and I want to do it my way. I'm tired of this Belvedere bullshit. I'm going to make
8: my own goddamn vodka. Like, how do you learn that, bro? I mean, so I went to school in Kentucky for it. Uh, I did chemical engineering and worked in the industry coming out. So that was like part of the curriculum. You know, if you're in Kentucky, you got to learn how to make bourbons first and foremost. You know what I mean? You got to learn how to drink <laughs> it. You got to learn how to make it. Nice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so so like I said, it was, so, you know, at the end of the day, it was just like a, like a nerdy adventure to get into it. When I moved out to Denver... One of the things that that I noticed was, you know, there's a lot to be done out here in, in an industry that is underrepresented typically for folks. So that's why I wanted to start it and why we bought the business, the devil's head distillery is to take on that challenge of trying to make some change from the inside, you know,
1: speak to a little bit of that because you know, your company has been active long before George Floyd, long before all of the 2020 stuff. So what was it like? Why do you give a fuck? Mm. If I, if I can just be blunt,
8: where did that come from? The thought was is that, you know, when we, when we formed the company, we wanted to get some diversity on our board and we wanted to try and do something a little different than what everyone else was doing. And something that I personally cared about. So that's what, when I went to fundraise, you know, I said, I, you know, I said, this is what we're going to do. And if you're, if you don't want to do that, then you know, we'll find someone else.
4: Mm. We don't want your money. Mm. Yeah.
8: Damn. Your money's no good here.
4: Respect. So, so Adam. In short, my yeah. man, are you giving reparations, bro?
8: Well, yeah, yeah. So, what we're what the, so the the organization
4: Adam, is right now. Adam, Adam, you are giving reparations to black people.
1: A, a portion of proceeds go to a reparation. I mean, floor. I love how it's flowery he said, money. he
4: said some really flowery, nice ways of saying shit. Nah, it was beautiful, yeah. and I agree with everything you said. It was brilliant, Adam. <laughs> but I just want to be clear. <laughs> You that's right. are technically given reparations. Are you not?
8: We're taking 10% of our proceeds right now Fuck yeah. uh, and, and putting it towards in in, a, in an account. And so the thing that I need help with, and one of the things that I, that I'm happy to be here and talk on is that I don't think I should choose how that money is spent. I want the community mm. and especially my local community to come in and say, you know, this is where that money would be best spent. Even if it's a thousand dollars if it's $10,000. Nice. I think that's, that's, not my decision to be to be made the only thing i ask for it is you know like i said that it that you know it's it's the community leaders and it's going to affect the community directly versus you know like making a campaign or putting out some commercials or something you know that's beautiful that's man dope. so
1: you all are selling selling this locally distilled alcohol and then taking portions of the proceeds and putting it into a reparations fund and then waiting for direction from people that are more directly affected by systemic racism <laughs> to decide what to do with the money while at the same time partnering with black-owned businesses. I can't do anything but applaud you for right that, on. man. I mean, all we can do is be the change on our block. And hopefully that spreads out to the world. Because I, I will say that, you know, I know as a white man, you know, black folks would be like, Motherfucker, fix everything.
4: You just <laughs> Today. Like, oh. Fix it today.
1: I can, I can give you some Scandinavian shit called Aquavit <laughs> <laughs> vodka, and, and go from there. It, it, matter of fact, tell us about the roles you're hiring for, what you're looking, or what you're looking to do with your company. Um, and then we're gonna uh, get into the exact. Then we'll talk about the
8: liquor. We need to talk right. about the liquor. So the so the main thing that we're hiring for right now is we want basically someone to run the shit out of the front of the house. If I could say that word, you know? Yeah. So when you, so like I said, we're, we're looking for that, that front of house manager that can, that can help be the, the ambassador to the brand and, and get out to the people. And so that we can grow these funds and grow the business to a point where it, it becomes more than a drop in the bucket, that it becomes more that we can, that we can start to find, you know, pressure other businesses and partner with other businesses to be part of it. You know, say, I want to, I want to put my money in where that is as well. Because, you know, like I said, my thought, what, what, you know, all the stuff that I've read and grown up, you know, learning is that, you know, if, if, if the ocean rises and all boats rise with it, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, you know, and, and there's there's too many big boats out there right now that, every, that, you know, there's not enough. If there's a question, how much does give on a fuck about the world and
1: the betterment of the world affect your profitability or does it not at all?
8: <laughs> I mean, absolutely it does. We still have to exist in this structure of America, you know, if you just went ruthless profits, then what's the difference? I, you know, I, I wouldn't be here talking about it then. But yeah, it absolutely does. I mean, and like I said, you know, the the, the majority of the, the industry is still dominated in an age old, like, you know, boys club.
1: So what you're saying is that you could give a fuck and still make some money. You may not make as much money, but you can still maintain profitability. That's right care about the world.
8: That's
4: right. That's hard, man. God That's hard.
8: <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe you buy one less yacht a year. Maybe, you know, maybe you take one less vacation, but shit, you know,
4: one less pair of Yeezys, just one less yeah. pair of Yeezys and you too can help save somebody's <laughs> life. Word.
1: All right. So. We'll will get you out of here on this. Let's talk a little bit about the actual product itself. Down South Georgia girl got a bottle of it, and oh, uh, right.
8: Oh yeah, that's right. You-
1: as well. Oh yeah, we got that. Okay, You got it. I divide with the team. Hey. I divide with the team. So I held on to the Aquavit though, but I haven't cracked it open yet because I need you to tell me what the hell this is. <laughs> well, I'm sure I'm sure Third knows because he's lived on four different continents but <laughs> i've never heard of this sh- and at 43 you gotta understand when you discover a new liquor at 43 it's kind of weird it's like well what is this why well, i thing. yeah
8: well i know i know i know third night we we've talked uh about tea as well because we're we're both tea addicts so
4: i was just thinking about you uh, man I, I just picked uh, up some <laughs> shit today i've been holding it the whole time thinking like oh yeah that's right i got adam today hey talk some that's tea that's right Word <laughs> up.
8: yeah uh
1: so, so but what yeah but just walk us through the process of what you all make over there. It's vodka and it, it's single malt vodka and gin, right. but also—am I pronouncing it right? Aquavit.
4: Aquavit. So,
8: so the Scandinavians would be mad. At you you got to call it aquavit. Yeah. Okay. All uh, right. Break it so, down. So uh, yeah, so so traditionally Scandinavian spirit. Uh, its 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 main components are caraway and dill. Uh, so you think of gin, you think of juniper. So if you go drink Aquavit, it's caraway and dill. Those are the main flavors you're going to get. Uh, and like I said, but it's almost, it's made the exact same way as gin. It's just, uh, like I said, it's the Scandinavian spirit. We still use the same single malt, uh, And then, like I said, it's all vapor infused and flavored, uh, in the alcoholic vapor as it's coming off the still.
4: So is this kind of stuff that when you drink it, you put the scream like skull, or something like that before you drink your skull. <laughs> and then you drink that shit. Yeah. That's a, I'm, that's gonna what's be up honest.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna be honest, man. I ain't understand none of what you said because it's such a science
4: <laughs> <laughs> that
3: I just, I just
1: have to accept that I'm dumb what No, because no. What this is all I know about alcohol. I know that when you make beer in the big, the big vat or whatever the fuck, I know the top is beer. I know the bottom is malt liquor. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's accurate. I think that's pretty fucking no, okay, (laughs) partial credit, partial credit, credit, um, well, that's cool, man. How can people um, find you all online? I know alcohol doesn't ship everywhere, but to the places it does ship, those people need to
8: know. So yeah, you can find us online on our website. You can order directly on the website or Instagram, social media, that kind of stuff. Facebook, uh and then if if uh if you want so this is one of the things that, that we need to educate people on if you want it in your store near you to drink it and try it and have it then go to the liquor store and tell them i want that specific product and, and you know pressure them to start carrying it that's that's the best way to do it uh um, ah, yeah
1: and that's how we build the awareness and the profitability and thus build up the reparations fund. that's
4: right I that's right this <laughs> is- I, I like what you're doing man you know we, we have tea and all that good stuff in common but i feel like you know, you need to get Aquavit to the people, man. So have you thought about, you know, going to like maybe some black neighborhoods and setting up in their liquor stores and doing the tastings and then explaining to them that if you drink this, it goes to reparations.
8: That's what we need. That's what we need someone to help with is, is getting out there and, and being, that, being out there like pounding the pavement with me every day.
4: I'm
1: being silly, but I'm serious right here. Why your company matters is that you create a way for people to feel like they're helping helping if they don't want to go down to the protest or Mm. it's too weird to reach out and talk to a black friend about race. Mm. This is a way for people to at least know, all right, I did something today. I do think, though, if you're black, if the money's going to reparations, you should just get 20% off of every bottle. Facts. Hey, uh, facts. We, we, can t- we can do that. We can do that. But I'm not, I'm not here to work out your bottle because then the problem with that <laughs> is that a bunch of people are going to be claiming part black and they're going to want a 10% mm. discount instead of the full 20%. Mm. And you know, like, what do you discount a biracial person? It, it could get. You know what? Let's just take that off the table. Full price.
4: Full price. Full hey. price for
1: now. <laughs> full price. <laughs> thank you so, yeah, so thank you, much. Thank you for coming on the job fair and we appreciate you. And when I'm back in Denver, I'll see you all out there at a Rockies game and we'll put some cream cheese on one of them hot dogs like y'all do. I still don't get it, but y'all do it. And I try to be
8: one of them winners, wrong ass people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I appreciate the the opportunity. Thank you so much. Coming. Right,
3: sent me a text. He said, I forgive
8: you. Oh.
1: <laughs> job fair.
3: <laughs> That's the show.
1: Real quick, Jacqueline, before we before we go, yes, do you support reparations? How do we give out reparations? Because he brought up a really good point, Third, mm-hmm. I'm collecting money for reparations, but I, as a white man, I'm not going to give it out. I'm going to hand it to a group of black people and people on the front lines, and they'll decide mm-hmm. where the reparations and the programs and all that should go. Should because I'm of the belief that I'm I'm not sure if every black person should get a check because I.
3: Wait a minute! Why not? Hey. Offset
1: just bought half a million dollars worth of, half a million dollars worth of roses. You can't give every black person a check. It money. would be like that Chappelle. Yeah, sketch it would be, literally. Daniel Rollins sketch. had the cigarette truck.
4: Right, it'd be a cigarette truck, and all the chicken would be gone.
1: I just think put the money in the programs that benefit the black community. Then ultimately, that's generational change versus mm. if everybody gets a check and they just spend it on something, that's cool too you have a right to. But what Rims. but the systems that are in place that are underfunded are still there. So the next generation is still fucked. Mm. So
6: mm-hmm.
3: I-, I want some money to get my hair done, buy another piece of property and then whatever else I wanna do. But yeah i want the reparations for those reasons of course we don't have a plan that's the problem that's why we don't have the reparations now that's why our dollars don't stay in our community i can go on and on and on i love the way other communities the dollar circulates seven times before it gets outside of their community that makes perfect sense so i would love it and they already do but A black person does my hair, um, a black lady cleans my home, you know, so on and so forth. But I digress. Sorry, boy. Tangents.
4: I get my weed from black people. So I understand you. It might sound silly. No, but it's important if they do give reparations in the way that you all are trying to 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 kind of put it down, which I actually agree with. It would be cool if reparations went to building rebuilding places like the black Wall Streets in Tulsa or like downtown yes. North, like traditionally black sit places and that and that money was there to, to help build those places back up for black people to live there not to be gentrified out of you know what I'm saying like that would be I'd I like to see reparations go that way because it's cool to like I love I love listening to y'all talk about Alabama and some of the black stuff that y'all was involved with growing up down there but my parents would say the same thing about certain parts of Virginia I could say that about D.C. but my kids ain't gonna be, be able to experience go-go and, uh, and all that kind of stuff like I did. So it'd be cool to have something, if a reparations fund went to rebuilding those type of things so that our kids could see that shit in the future. You know what I'm saying? I, I think that'd be dope.
3: And see, my uncles, just get them $100,000. They'll be happy. And, the, and let them do whatever they want they take you straight
1: to a casino and lose it at the dog track. Hmm. And I, don't even, I don't even know your uncles, and I can already tell they straight to the casino.
6: Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
4: I'm
1: going
6: to take
1: them. <laughs> he, and on that note, that's what we're going to do. We're not going to end Black History Month on squandering <laughs> reparations. Royce Job Fair is a product of Paramount. They say Paramount now. We're no longer Viacom, CBS, iHeartRadio, oh. and um, South Park and Preston Productions. JG, next week, it's all about the women's. It's all about Yay. y'all. I'll see y'all next week. This has been a Comedy Central Podcast.
6: Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring